Welcome to the Six Degree Podcast, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily Merrill. And welcome back to The Sixth Degree with Emily Merrill, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily, and today I am super excited to have my dear friend, Carrie Murray, founder of The Bra Network, as my guest. Carrie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Longtime listener, first time guest. Uh, I love your podcast and I'm so glad to be on it. Oh, it's just so nice to pick a super fan and have her come on and, you know, it was a random, <laughs> a random drawing. Well, speaking of super fan, um, I'm clearly a stalker of you, which is super awkward to have. Just a little backstory. Carrie and I were introduced by two friends. We finally got our act together and connected after the second introduction. They were like six months apart. Yeah. And I was scrolling through old pictures, you know, how you do being like, maybe this will work for Instagram one day from 2016 and 17. And I found a screenshot of your website being like, who is this bra network chick and what's her deal? And clearly I didn't do anything about it. I didn't follow up. I didn't stalk you. I just probably had you on my radar. And then I didn't really remember that I did that until we were connected. And now I'm a member of bra. So anywho, full circle here. Uh, I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much. I felt like when one person introduced us and then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I dropped the ball too. And then when the second person, I was like, yes, why aren't we best friends? And then once I got to know you, I was like, everyone has been telling us to meet. I was like, okay, you guys are right. (laughs) I think it's hard sometimes when you see someone doing kind of playing in your space and you're like, well, should we be competitors? Should we be, um, should I be wary of this person? Like we have a lot of the same members, but I think what we do is very different. So, you know, as the founder of the bra, and I, I love the fact that the bra stands for business relation Alliance, but you've done an extraordinary job of taking bra and running with it. You've got corsets. You see that? Yes. And then you've got, uh, what did you, Bramadoro? Is that what you said? Bramadoro. Bramadoro. Mm-hmm. What are the other good puns that we have? We also have, um, so our annual cons, uh, conference it's called busting up um <laughs> and where well, you dive fittings. bra fittings yes the fitting room so the fitting room is the bra orientation and you know when I first started and I don't know if you did when you first started your community I had levels mm-hmm. of membership mm-hmm, and do. you do now and so that like if you were an entrepreneur or had it together and you were like I just want to be a part of a great community I don't need a lot that much support your membership was strapless But if you were like a a new entrepreneur and you were just starting out, well, then you have to have a training bra. And then someone who was right in the middle was just a demi cup because you don't need that much support. You just need a little lift. But eventually I had to, um, eventually I had to go away with it because it was just getting too hard to manage all the different levels and different perks on each level. Um, And so I just made one membership called the Alliance (laughs) and it just, you know, we just dive deep in the cleavage of your business and push you up. Oh my gosh. I love it. I was going to say, yeah, you're, oh God, there's so many good ones. Shit. I was going to say you're nipping out there. You're nipping out with that one. <laughs> I, I love a good pun and I love a good like play on pun and just keeping it going and keeping it going. So well done you. But Thanks, so, thanks. you know, backing up a little bit, you are the founder of Bra. Bra is, I want to say it's relatively new, but I guess we're in 2021. So what is new and what does that mean? But um, right. 
before, before you founded Bra, you were had nothing to do with the like entrepreneurial female space. You were you were the founder of a of a school. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey from getting pushed up to to Bra? I had to, I had to. Absolutely. So I was a public school teacher for 14 years, became a principal, did all all my teaching in public school. And I'm a principal, I realized that there was a marginal relations whose needs weren't being met. Um, I also had a partner who was like, I can be a teacher for these kids. Um, so I was like, let's just be create our own school. And so we took the leap into entrepreneurship, having no clue what to do. Uh, we knew nothing about branding, marketing, but I could write curriculum. I could, you know, create a lesson plan. Um, I could teach teachers and I can meet the needs of these kids. Um, so after our first year of the school, I quickly realized, oh, I need some help. <laughs> I don't know how to create an email funnel. And I went to networking groups. But every time I went to one, it was all old white men. And they were just like, hey, here's my card. What's your name? What the da? And it was so salesy. And I was like, where are all the women at? Um, so it just got frustrating. Um, and I would talk to my friends who were also entrepreneurs and be like, where are you ladies hanging out? And they're like, I don't, we're in Facebook groups. So that's when I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to put something together. And I put a dinner party together with like six of us. And then they just started networking with each other. And then they kept bugging me to have another dinner party and bring more people to that. And then the next thing I knew, I had like 20 women in my yard. And I thought, well, there's something here, especially because they all started hiring each other. The interior designer was now working with the architect and the photographer was now working with the event coordinator. And I thought that was really special. So at that same time, the school was now, I couldn't manage it. I was in the red, I was like 60 grand in debt. And these families were so appreciative and so loving, but it was on paper, not profitable. So I had it acquired by another private school. So they were taken care of. I sold everything that wasn't nailed down and invested that money into building bra. And bra just came from, I just wanted something that we all had in common, whether you wear a bra or not, at some point in a woman's life, they had an experience, whether it's positive or negative with a bra. And I just thought, I'm going to unify us all with this. And it just kind of grew from there, 20 members. And that was 2016. So here we are five years later. And um, I'm close to a little over 300 members uh, nationwide. That's amazing. And, and you started your, you started bra, you said as a dinner party and then in your backyard, your house was definitely the first venue, but when you started the dinner party, did you give it a name? Did you think it had the legs to be something bigger or at that point, were you just so eager to bring these amazing humans that you knew into one, one room? Yeah, it was definitely um, the latter. I just was so desperate for community um, having no idea that so many other women were too. So I just kept having dinner parties and it, it really wasn't until like the fifth or sixth one, um, when there were more people there that I didn't know than my friends that I was like, Oh, I need a brand. I think I need a website. <laughs> um, that's how I, I never thought if you would have asked 12 year old Carrie, what she wanted to be when she grew up, it would, I would have never said, I'm going to be the founder of a community for female entrepreneurs. Well, what, did, what would she have said? Oh, I'm going to be an astronaut. Oh, an astronaut. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not, a, not an actress. Mm-mm. I would have been an act- astronaut first. An astronaut. Okay. And how close are we to becoming an astronaut now? Well, there's, there's this thing you have to do called math and a lot <laughs> of math in order to be survive in space. 
It's also yeah. ironic that it's called space and there's like no space when you're in space. So <laughs> claustrophobia would get me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When you're on your way to space, yeah, it sounds, sounds no, terrible. That, that's, that's on the bottom of, of my priority list. I'm happy that Carrie uh, switched gears and, and found bra instead. So, you know, bra was created, you said in 2015, 2016 in Los Angeles, you were hosting these incredible conferences and then the pandemic happens March 20. Was it, was that only last year? Yeah. March 2020. What, what happened then? Like, were you, were you fearful for your business or were you? Um... Yeah, yeah. A little bit of both, you know, because there was so much unknown happening. I mean, when we first went in, we were like, oh, two weeks, we'll be back. Everything yeah. will be fine. Wow. <laughs> But the, because primarily there was, I'd say about 50% of what bra does is already online. Um, and the other 50, I'd say was in person in LA events. And actually the day before the shutdown was our last event. And it's our biggest fundraising event of the year, Women on the Rise, uh, where we honor women in our network. We recognize them and their achievements, but we also partner with a nonprofit and get money funneled to them. So that was March 12th and we got shut down March 13th. Um, so moving forward, I think in April of 2020, I was like, nobody wants this. I was crying. I was like, who's going to show up? What am I doing with my life? I don't want to homeschool. And I swear, every person that told that, like, you're a teacher, it'll be great. I'm like, this is not what I want to do. I love teaching. But um, I dusted myself off. <laughs> I got back up phoned a friend and they were like, no, we need community now more than ever. You are not going to give this up. So I just converted everything online. And to my surprise, everyone showed up. I was thrilled and excited because I'm sure you felt the same way. Like nobody's going to want to do this anymore. Everybody's holding onto their cash, but instead this is where they wanted to spend it. They want their community. They wanted engagement. They don't want your typical zoom call. Right. And similar to your events, they're engaging. They're, there's thought put behind them. It's not just like we throw up an agenda and just start talking. Like there's serious thought that goes through it. Um, and so I just kept going full steam ahead. And it's been amazing. It's been really fun. I think one of the biggest mistakes I made as an entrepreneur when I was building my network was like, well, I do want to network at other organizations, but I'll like pop in network. So I wasn't really building site. So I wasn't building um, parallel communities at the same time I was in my own community. I was a part of everything, but like more surface level. And last year, I think digitally really allowed me at least who is hosting an event today to still also dig into other communities and be part of something where I'm not the leader. And it also is a nice feeling when you are leading things to like sit back, relax and be like, I'm not in charge right now. And yeah. I'm being taken care of. And what I really admired about um, watching Bra, first and foremost, I think the way that you onboard people is just so phenomenal. And it's really inspired me. I'm like, I need to go back to the drawing board. Carrie has got it figured out. And second, um, I love that you have that fundraising portion to your, your mission, as well as the fact that like all, all the ones where the members have to buy tickets to it usually have like a give back component. Yeah. And it's to, to something that's really making a difference in this world. And to top it off, you always do something that's really out of the box clever. So thus far, you know, the two big events that I've gone to from, from you uh, virtually that had the give back component, one was uh, bingo, drag bingo. Oh, yeah. Which was 
so fun. I was like, it's 4.30. Um, I'm drinking a cocktail and there's this phenomenal drag queen teaching me funny bingo shapes. And then the second one you did was this holiday one uh, on trivia. And what I liked about it, it was passive. We were all engaging, but like our faces weren't there. And then we were able to go to more of the hangout afterwards. So how do you maintain this creativity? And did you have these connections and wherewithal of finding these people pre-pandemic? Or is this all just in the past year you've discovered these individuals? Well, I had gone to Drag Queen Bingo at Hamburger Mary's back when we were out. And that's a drag club in LA. And they have a fantastic bottomless mimosa brunch, by the way. Once they open, we're going. You're going to come to LA, we're going. Um, And that's how I found out about that. And I'm telling you, everyone, the bottom line is emails. Mm-hmm. If you think your email is not being read or not being heard, that drag queen bingo, Hamburger Mary's have been, I've been on their email list for years and I finally opened it and they said virtual drag queen bingo. And I was like, I'm in. The same is true for Two Bit Circus who hosted the trivia night. My son's eighth birthday was there oh. two years ago and I'm just in their email funnel. And I finally saw, read an email that was just like, have your holiday party done virtually. And I was like, yes. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I just don't unsubscribe from all these fun places I went to. And I want to see how they have converted online. And there's some really innovative things that have been happening um, and that I want to bring to the community. And, and the fact that I get to partner with a nonprofit. And if you say that, here's a pro tip. If you tell these big companies, hey, this is this fundraiser it's for this, they'll give you a little discount. They'll knock down the price um, and everything. I've never paid full price for anything because I'd rather give the money to the nonprofit. And it just looks good for every brand involved. But that's how, it's just honestly reading my emails and just going to all these places that were once in person and just supporting them to build an online platform. Cause I have a community that's looking for fun. And it's just, that's honestly emails, everybody. Keep writing them. Yeah, keep writing. And so it feels like I love I love that lesson too because it sometimes feels like your email falls on deaf ears and you're like, no one's oh, paying yeah. attention to me. And so then I'm sure when they get that notification from you, that probably meant a lot to them as a business owner. But also, you know, you created such a remarkable space for these hundred plus individuals who showed up for that event, and now they're going to think about that for their friend's fiftieth birthday party and so on and so forth. So there's definitely exactly. Pay it forward component. And they're small businesses, right? So if I'm in a network supporting small businesses, it's nice to then hire them or mm-hmm. work with them for events. And both Hamburger Mary's and Two Bit Circus are LA based. Um, but what's also kind of cool about a digital platform is I don't have to only work with people in LA. So now I'm looking everywhere. I'm like, what oh, else well, is out there? <laughs> the, guy, the, the big quiz guy. He's a good, he's a good online um, pivot. You should definitely check him out. Oh, to good to know. Yeah, another fun trivia, but two-bit circuits, I was blown away by like the, the professionalism and like the technology, which is probably rudiment, rudimentary like coding that I have no idea how to do. Same. Um, <laughs> yeah, right? So Carrie, you also, the, the nonprofits that you pick, how do you align yourself with these nonprofits and how do you decide when to do a fundraiser for them? Love that. So if you are a female founder of a nonprofit, there is a nonprofit part in our membership. So you are featured in the directory as a nonprofit. So typically because Bra wants to work with women within the network first, I'll seek them out first and be like, where are you at? How, how can we support you? And so for Jingle Mingle, the nonprofit we 
partnered with was Everyday Action. And they are a local LA brand new nonprofit, but also female founded bra members. So that's one way as I look within the network first. And if there isn't an, an alignment that's happening, like for Drag Queen Bingo, it was right around election time. It was right around uh, the Georgia runoff. So I was like, let's partner with Fair Fight, which is Stacey Abrams nonprofit and give them a little support from this community. It wasn't thousands and thousands of dollars, but just a little bit makes all the difference, even in large nonprofits or smaller ones. It could be the difference of keeping their doors open or getting gas for their volunteers. You know, It's really just advantageous for us to just find what's happening currently and how we can just make an impact. Like we did a uh, network out where we worked out and we networked and it was at the same time as the California fires. So we partnered with the um, Red Cross and the LA County Fire Department. It was just happening at that time. I think that's also what gets people to show up. They're like, oh, I can make an impact in my community now and what's happening now. Um, now, bigger you know, nonprofits, like we've worked with Dress for Success, which is a huge global nonprofit that has huge, huge partners like Macy's and Chevrolet. And I started with them, but at first, and they were appreciative and lovely, but my thousand dollar contribution to someone who's got huge <laughs> supporters is not is a small little drop in a big well where that thousand dollars towards a smaller local nonprofit it's the impact is is just greater so that's why i try to seek out first off female founded if they're in bra then if they're not i try to find out what's happening currently in our current about you know time current events yeah. and find a partner that way 2020 was filled with lots of good current events to partner with but I, I need to choose from yeah. yes, many to choose them. not dogs this year luckily dogs were taken care of puppy shelters were empty yeah but I think it is interesting I like the aspect too where you have an educational component to it where you're able to talk more about the issue or you have a speaker who talks about it I mean my husband is more the po political person in our family and I'm like can you give me like a, a shortened version of what's happening in the world because Every time I go you know, turn on the news and I get sucked in and I lose my half my day. So can you just give me a synopsis? Yeah. But I appreciate seeing, I, I remember the drag queen bingo. The, I believe that the woman was like on the front line, so to speak. Yeah. And so hearing from someone versus like having it reported about is really impactful. And, and I think it's, it's cool to see that discussion yeah. happening amongst your members. It's so true because first person testimonials, they resonate more with you. You actually listen more. Um, you're, you're more engaged with what's happening and you're more likely to act after the fact. Then you're right. If Anderson Cooper is telling us it's really crappy what's happening at the Capitol. But if we had, yeah, yeah. like, are you sure, Andy? Like, <laughs> but it is, it, it just creates a, a stronger connection to what's happening in the world, but also the people you're Zooming with, you know? Yeah. And so I also, um, I love, I love that you've married all these different components together. So as we know, networking is like one of the more dirtier words that are that are out there. Do you have any favorite tips that you like to share either people that you meet and who tell you when you tell them that you run a networking organization and look at you like you tell them that you like murder puppies or, or with disgust? Because I find sometimes when, when I tell people what I do, they're like, oh, I hate networking or like they look at me with dread, like I'm going to sell them on something and have all this, all that white, white male right. fear comes straight back to them. So are there any favorite networking tips that you like to share? 
definitely, I think whether it's in person or online, and I just did this dirt, I was on Clubhouse. So I have a great advice for if you're networking on Clubhouse, which is hard because all you can do is talk, is for me, follow through. So if you're at an in-person event or on a Zoom and you're like, DM me this, or here's my email, or you're on Clubhouse and they're just like, yeah, follow me here or send me a DM, actually do it. Um, I found that when someone says they're going to follow through and they do, I immediately want to respond to them. I'm immediately engaged like, yes, I'm so glad you actually did what you said you were going to do. Now, I know life gets in the way, things get busy and we're going through our wallet and we're like, oh yeah, here's her business card, whatever happened. But she's not reaching out to me either. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, if just following through that one little DM, that one little follow actually has a bigger impact when you're meeting someone for the first time. I think the other thing with networking is, I know for you as well with Six Degree Society, is we look at each other as community first mm -hmm. before clients. And I think putting that out there, just like I'm looking for community members. I'm not looking for clients. So that already sets it a little bit different than like a more traditional networking group, like a BNI, you know, where their structure is, there's only one person in this group that does what you do and they have to hire you. I just, I don't agree with that because Awful. like, yeah, if I'm a photographer, you may shoot the most beautiful weddings, but you're not going to photograph my baby. Yeah. There's only one of you in this group. So I think that's really important when it comes to networking, community first, clients next. I love that. And I think the DM and the follow through is so true. It, it also shows you how low our expectations are of people and like how low we set our bar for humans. So really standing out from the rest of the crowd is so important and so easy to do without much of a lift on your part. So true. Like we do both have communities. So it's super easy for us to kind of give a freebie away and, you know, make people feel special and invite them to join us. What do you recommend for people who are the photographer and their bread and butter is the only thing that they do. They only have, they only have their shoots. Do you have any tips or tricks for, for them for networking? Mm -hmm. uh, well, the first thing is, I don't think they should give anything away for trade or for free. Um, I think it's, I, well, there's a caveat to that. So trade, I think is tricky if you don't put a dollar amount next to it. So I'm going to do your branding shoot. This is going to cost three grand. Okay, cool. I'll get your new handbag, which is $200. Well, that's not an even trade. <laughs> um, so I, I just feel like if you give anything away for free, they're going to keep coming back to you for more free shit. Mm -hmm. So creating a trade has to, I, I, I think it should be on paper, even if it's an email, really laid out what's your asks and what you're giving. So there's no one feels slighted. Um, I don't think you should give discounts. I mean, I get if you want to incentivize people, but when people join bra, that's a question I get a lot is like, do I give other members discounts? And I'm like, that is your discretion, but the price is the price. So you charge what you're worth. And if anybody comes back and says, well, can I get a little discount? Cause I'm in bra. That's very unbroad. Like, <laughs> I, I don't, yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't go into Nordstrom's and be like, I know those shoes are $90, but I have 75. <laughs> can I just give you 75? No, the price is the price. I pay the $90. Although I will say from working in retail, just fun fact here, if you Google where the where the shoes are priced on Zappos or something else and you hold that price up, they will honor that lower price. 
Fun fact. I did not know that. You can negotiate more than you think you can, which is so annoying when you're on the other side of it on, <laughs> on one of those things. But the customer is always right in those, those stores for the most part. So, Oh, I didn't know that. I did know you could, like, if you went in and price matched it, you had to show the price and some stores will honor that price. Exactly. Like, you know how online they'll have, anyways, that's a whole different story, but yeah, it, it's, it was frustrating. We'd have like an online sale happening and then in-store it wasn't happening. And they'd be like, but it's 15% off online. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you have a, a black card. Like you're fine. <laughs> but, yeah, like, yeah. It was those people. Normally. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. I completely agree. And I think like people need to realize that their products are luxuries and, um, if they are to strategically give something away for free, it's knowing that they're going to get a very large payout down the line. And yes. a perfect example of that is a, my photographer for my wedding. She was introduced through a friend and I made a suggestion about, I want to do a, a shoot for my mom for her birthday. She comped it for me. I then hired her for every single event after that. I hired her for my wedding, which was a big ticket price. And I recommended her to every engagement shoot. So she knew the value of doing something strategic for free for me, putting the deposits in my bank, where then I was able to then make sure that she was paid out generously. So I completely agree with you. Yeah. And generosity and showing that gratitude for something really well done, giving a great testimonial, man, does that make you not only the person feel good, but they remember you. They remember you as their ally. They remember you as like, oh, this person's going to leave and talk, still talk about me because still, honestly, the best referral is word of mouth. It's still a number one. And I love a a testimonial that happens without asking for a testimonial. Like someone just writes a review, a Google review for you. And you're like, I I adore you. You are (laughs) my favorite human. Um, Well, I want to switch gears with you because we have a lot to cover. You two have an amazing podcast. I've had the honor of being on it. It is so fun. It's called Get Carried Away with Carrie Murray. It, I, I don't think I've laughed so hard on a podcast that I've been a guest on for a while. So highly recommend that. But um, one of the things that I love about you is all the things that you're like an onion to me. Every time I talk to you, I feel like we're able to peel away something new. And the recent thing I was able to peel away from you was I was on your LinkedIn and you had a post, I think it was at home polish or apartment therapy or dwell apartment therapy. Yeah. Apartment therapy. It was like how these, um, hocus pocus stars celebrate Halloween. And I'm like, that's weird. Why is Carrie in this? Was she in hocus pocus? Like totally didn't see, remember her in hocus pocus, but she might've been a child actor. So I click through then I keep scrolling down and I realize. Your husband was in Hocus Pocus and I, I swear to God, I think I fangirled so hard. I think I got, I blushed. I ran into my husband's, my husband's office, AKA my bedroom. I was like, Oh my God, you'll never believe. He's like, I don't understand why you're so excited. That was your childhood crush when you were six, seven. So you married him. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> but we had another conversation that if you hadn't married your husband, you would have married Leonardo DiCaprio, who was truly the person that I thought was meant to be with me. And like, I still, I still am curious what my body will do if I see him or meet him. Like, I'm really not sure. I, I'm going to text you after this call, a sketch that I painted of him um, <laughs> when I was 10 years old with a swan around his neck. Um no. <laughs> I was like so grossly obsessed. It was 
taught me all about my sexuality at 10 years old by like <laughs> DiCaprio, right? So let's talk about degrees of separation. I feel Absolutely. like this theme is now that I know that I'm two degrees separated from like my childhood crush at um, Hocus Pocus, I'm two two degrees to Leonardo as well. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'm going to say, well, I'll tell you the quick story. So, and I've actually seen him in person and there's this restaurant here in LA called Firefly and they have unisex bathrooms. So the men and women have their own sides, but the sink where you wash your hands is communal. And I come out and he's there washing his hands and I've never been starstruck. And I was just like, ha, ah! and he's tall and he's gorgeous and he's got all this beard and he has this hat covering your eyes. So I have seen him and I froze in fear. Yeah. And he washes his hands. Like humans. That's wow. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, cool. But um, when my husband was starting out acting, he and Leonardo DiCaprio had the same agent. So they were, they looks not identical, but similar, <laughs> tall. Um, they have blue eyes. They have blonde hair. They're white. And so the, when you go on auditions, you all look the same. And so they were, went on all these auditions. They did commercials together, but they were in the final two for the movie for um, This Boy's Life with Robert De Niro. And my husband, I think was like 13 at the time. And Leo was like 15. Well, they, obviously they hired Leonardo DiCaprio with Robert De Niro. And my husband is in that movie. He's just a smaller character with a very young Tobey Maguire too. Oh, um, wow. And um, I always say when he tells me the story that if he would have gotten the job with De Niro, Leo would have taken Sean's path and gone down that, you know, did the hocus pocus and then did, you know, NCIS. And I would be married to DiCaprio right now. I would be Carrie DiCaprio, which kind of has a nice ring to it. I think that sounds really nice. I mean, your kids, so what, what names would you give your kids? Oh gosh, you know, it'd have to be like some kind of cool, like Rosanna or something like Isabella. Yeah. You know, like. I feel like DiCaprio is going to be like a Clooney though, where he is going to get married much later in life to mm -hmm. someone wildly young, yes. which scares me when I'm like, I babysat for those kids like that he is dating. Actually, they're like younger than kids I babysat for. It's, it's bonkers. But anyways, we'll marry someone like 21, 22, and then she's going to look fabulous and they're going to live in coma. Yeah. Something. And she'll probably also be a civil rights attorney. She's going to be really smart, really skinny, really beautiful, big boobs. I'm going to hate her, but I'm actually really going to like her. I want to be her best friend. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's how girls work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love that story. I think it's a perfect example that we're all connected to someone that we want to be connected with. We just have to search for those connections strategically. So 100%. You know, when I come and visit you and I organize a dinner party at your house and I maybe go through your husband's phone and ask <laughs> his, his direct friends to come out, that's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right. Totally acceptable. <laughs> we always joke that because he's, he's an actor, you know, so we always say that, you know, he's the actor, but I'm the celebrity because he doesn't want to do like, you're not going to see us at Soho House at, you know, midnight on a Tuesday. We've never been someone to go to those parties or events or he just wants to be an actor and be home and play his video games. That's it. Stars are just like us. They're just like 16 year old boys. It's perfect. Pretty much. <laughs> so, you know, switching gears one more time. I love asking my guests, you know, we're six degrees society. I like asking six fast questions of you. So are you ready to hop on the hot seat of questions? I am fired up. Good music to go with it. Mm -hmm. So 
first and foremost, tell us an unknown fun fact about you. I know we got so many good nuggets. We know you're an astronaut. We know you're a teacher. We know that you're married to Leo. I mean, um, well, I, well, speaking of degrees of separation, one fun fact is by you knowing me makes you four degrees away from the queen of England. (gasps) That's right. (laughs) Should I call you, um, your lady or your Duchess? Duchess. Duchess Murray, hello. Um, and how that worked out is that my brother-in-law was in the show Suits, uh, Patrick Adams, and he, <laughs> Meghan Markle was in Suits. Mm-hmm. And so that's Patrick, Megan. Megan's married to Harry and his mother, no, grandmother is Queen oh. Elizabeth. So there's one, there's a fun fact. You are closer to the queen. Okay, so very much so, guys. Everyone, look at your degrees of separation. I'm now four degrees from the queen, so knowing me makes you five degrees from the queen. That's right. That's Six degrees is obsolete. Like, we need to be two degrees of separation. Mm-hmm. Rebranding. I agree. We'll, yeah. we'll work. You know, they're moving to Montecito. That's in between where you are in San Francisco and me in L.A. We'll just... It makes sense to do a retreat at their house. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, yeah. Megan leading it. Okay. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll connect we'll offline. Talk, yeah. We'll talk <laughs> offline about that. It's only a $10,000 entry fee, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. So um, who would be a dream person for you to be connected with? Ooh, that's a great question. I mean, know that you're four degrees to the queen, one degree to Leo. Mm-hmm. Who's your dream person? I would love to know Jen Sincero. Mm. Um, I would just love to like pick her brain. Anytime I, I've always listened to her books because she does the audio mm-hmm. and she's just hilarious. And I love her personality. I love the cadence in her voice and I love everything she's saying because it's right. And she has a new book coming out, I think. Um, so yeah, so definitely her, Brené Brown. Brown. Okay. Yeah, would love to uh, share a glass of a wine with her. Um, let me, and I, you know, I love Oprah, but I don't know if Oprah would be my number one. Mm. I think she's, she's like the queen, you know, but yeah, huge, but I don't know if we would have a lot in common. I think I would be too starstruck and wouldn't be able to like actually be me. <laughs> so I met Gail before Gail King. Ooh. And I was, I was, when I worked in fashion, I was working, of course, like the, the welcome desk for the event. And she was so nice and so sassy. Like we had a rapport. I felt like we had chemistry between us, truthfully. And then I saw her again at a restaurant and I was like, mom, I kind of know her. She's like, go up to her. I was like, I don't know. I, I, I didn't feel, it didn't feel right for me to be like, do you remember that, that one time you went to this one random event at Bank of America Tower? But I should have, because I think Gail, I think Gail's more of a gal than Oprah. I think so too. I think if she wasn't putting spaghetti in her mouth, you know, or was in the middle of a deep conversation, you could have easily gone up to her. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere else. Totally. I love that. And then, you know, mine back in the day was Ellen. I wanted to be on the Ellen show more than anything. I wanted to make Ellen laughed and then Ellen kind of got canceled. So yeah. uh, I think my whole Ellen. Strategy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was a hard one. Okay. Moving on. What show are you watching right now that you can't stop talking about? Ooh, well, a couple. I just finished uh, Seduced, which is on Stars, and that follows someone who left the Nexium cult. So oh, this is um, daughter India. The, the, India, yeah, that's her name. Um, so I listened to it on a podcast, and then I found the sh- series, 
And every Monday I'm like, is it out? Is it out? And now it's all out and everything, but it's called Seduced. It's crazy, crazy to think how these smart, elevated women and men gave thousands and thousands of dollars and were seduced into this cult and ended up branding themselves. It's frightening. Did you watch so, the battle? Yes. Yeah, I did. So, so that one, I'm, that's on one end of the spectrum, but what's really gooey and yummy and d- just delicious is obviously Bridgington. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I watched that in two days. <laughs> it's been a great aphrodisiac. So it's definitely the, <laughs> I think the one thing I would love to have back is I love reality shows. I love competition reality shows and not singing. I like Survivor. I like Amazing Race. I like like things that I would never do and watching people do it and then win a thousand millions of dollars. I really miss those. Like I don't like Tiger King or any kind of like the voice or any or any dating show. I can't stand like The Bachelor or anything like that. I just but I do have a soft spot for the real housewives. Not gonna okay, lie. Okay. Okay. What a spectrum. Um, I just went started watching a documentary last night on Tiger Woods, and it's like Ooh. behind the scenes of Tiger Woods, which made him Tiger Woods. He started playing golf, I think, at like one years old, and wow, it's incredible. I I really am impressed. And they're bringing like his first girlfriend on, and they're bringing the girl that he had an affair on. Oh, right. So, if you want a reality kind of documentary thing? That, that's all right. Good to know. Thank you. I'll put it on my list. Next question. So what book are you reading or want to be reading? Well, I want to read Jen Sincero's new book. <laughs> what I'm reading now, it's an audible. I never remember the titles of books. It's so bad, <laughs> but I'm going to pull it up because it is not a business book. I try to rotate between them. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Mm. It's um, kind of like time traveler's wife meets a little bit of like Hunger Games. Ooh. Kind of like a mixture of that. Maybe not as dark as Hunger Games, but um, it's been good. It's been a, it's like, I also listen to tons of podcasts, but that book I'm currently loving because it's such a, so different than all the business books I listen to. Yeah, seriously. Like you actually look forward to reading them (laughs) versus being cute. I have to do something else. Uh, What is your favorite emoji that you use the most? Um, probably the one where they're hugging, you know, with the little hands. <laughs> that was our last guest's favorite one too. So it's oh, funny. Really? We had two hearts in a row and then two hugs in a row. So I'm curious yeah. when we'll be yeah. favorite meal, like last meal. Oh, enchiladas with sour cream and a big pitcher of margaritas, rice and beans. <laughs> you are my girl. I knew I loved you. And then this is a two-part question. And our last question, what is the movie of your life called and who would, who would star as you? Um, this Fabulous Life would be the title. <laughs> and probably my doppelganger, uh, Reese Witherspoon. Oh, my God. I, you're not Reese? <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. I think I was talking to Reese the whole time. <laughs> this is bonkers. <laughs> I love it. Well, Carrie, yeah. thank you so much for being here, for always just being a blast to talk to. How can our listeners find out more about Bra? Uh, maybe check out an event, become a member, um, and check out your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So everything is on the website, bra-network.com, or you can just follow me on Instagram at bra underscore network, because somebody already had the dash. Um, and they're not posting, by the way. I've tried to take their handle. They refuse to. 
but uh, yeah, all the places, um, send me a DM, tell me you listen to this podcast and I'll slip in a little uh, promo code to become a member. Yay. Oh, I love that. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for joining us. Listeners, if you liked today's episode, please give us a review, give it a like, share it with friends. And Carrie, can't wait to see you at the next bra event later. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. This was so fun. (laughs)